0: Hey, everybody. Welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. We're so glad to have you with us today here on the broadcast coming to you again today from Legacy Church in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado, where God is doing good things and greater things are yet to come. We are going to get back into the Word of God together in this broadcast today for part three of a message we're calling with unveiled face. This is coming from a series that we did here in the church for weeks and weeks where we've been focusing on the fire and the glory, the power and the presence of God. And this church is built on uh, what the Bible says in Ephesians 321, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. We want God to get glory from whatever's going on in this church. And we want God to get glory from what's going on in your life. Not just in this house, in your house. And if people being born again is what gives Him glory, that's what we want happening. If people being healed and delivered and marriages being brought back together and, and children coming home to their families. If these are the kinds of things that give God glory... That's what we want happening in this house. And that's what we want happening in your house as well. And before we get into the word today, and before we share some glory stories with you, let me remind you of the word of the Lord that came to us regarding 2021. In the days just before 2020 ended and this year began, the Lord started talking to us out of the book of John chapter 10. It's something Jesus said in verse 10. He said, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come, Jesus said, that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And the Lord dealt with us and said that 2021 for us, for this church family and for our global partner family would be the year that we begin living life more abundantly That's life to the full until it overflows. That's a rich life. That's a satisfying life. These are all words that you find in what Jesus said when he called it life more abundantly. So I want to remind you, we are still standing on that word and we're seeing it. We are seeing it around here. I'm telling you, this church and this ministry is prospering in a way that we've never experienced before. And we know that many of our church family and our partners are are experiencing the same thing. And that's one of the reasons we share these testimonies with you, these glory stories, the good things our good God has done in people's lives all over the world. It's because we want you to see he's a God of abundance. He's a God of increase and it's happening. It's happening. We are living life more abundantly. So I just want to remind you of that again today and and remind you to hold on to that word and stand on that word. And no matter what you are seeing in the natural around you, put more faith in what you expect than you put in what you have experienced. Don't let past experience limit future expectation. Oh, glory to God. Are you listening right now? Don't let past experience limit future expectation. Let the word of God paint the picture of your future. And Jesus said, I came that you'd have life more abundantly. Thank you, Lord, for that word. Before we get into uh, the glory stories we want to share with you today and the word that we've got to share with you, I want to give you another opportunity right now to sow into the ongoing outreaches of Pearson's Ministries International and Legacy Church. What we believe about Legacy Church is that it is a local church with a global call. This local body of believers has an assignment to get the Word of God out all over the world, to serve our generation with the Word to teach them how to live by faith in the day of grace, how to experience a whole life prosperity that's prospering spirit, soul, and body, and to teach another generation how to raise their family in the household of faith. Come on, let's get into the Word of God together, and I'll be back at the end of this broadcast. We all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Chapter 4, verse 3 Even if our gospel is veiled, you can see he's still talking about this, it's veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory, of Christ. This is what the gospel is. It's the glory of Christ. Listen, who is the image of God, the image of God. What was Moses wanting to see? I'm done looking at a cloud. Let me see the light behind it. I'm done looking at this view. I want to see the source of the brightness. And God said, no, you can't see my face. You know what the Bible says about Jesus? In the book of Hebrews chapter one, it says God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days. So look, he's comparing these two times. You got what he said back then. You got what he's saying right now. He has spoken in these last days to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things through whom also he made the worlds who being the brightness of His glory. Who is? Jesus Jesus is the brightness. What did I tell you the glory means? Brightness, splendor. Who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person. Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. When Moses was crying out, I want to see you. I want to see your glory. I want to see what makes you, you. I want to see the part of God that makes him God. God literally had to say to him, not now, not yet. Because that was going to be revealed in Jesus Back to 2 Corinthians 4, he said, We do not preach ourselves but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts. Are you ready for this? To give the light of the knowledge of the glory. It's the God who caused the light to shine out of darkness who has shown in our hearts to give it. To give what? To give that thing Moses was crying out for. The same God who said, Light be, and released that creative force. That wasn't sunshine, that was the glory of God. Sunshine didn't show up for another couple of days, but when God said, Light be, it was His glory the brightness of his glory that shot out of him at 186,000 miles per second and is still creating at that same rate right now. No wonder Moses couldn't look at that. Can you imagine pure light being shot at your face at 186,000 miles a second? There'd be nothing left of you, (laughs) nothing But now we're living not in that measure of glory. This one. This one where now he's given it away. Where the same God who spoke light into the darkness has shown in our hearts to just give it. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. Come on, put this on the screen. I want everybody to see this. Where is it? Read that out loud. The knowledge of the glory of God. Where is it? It's in the face. What did God tell Moses? You can't see. You can't see my face. You know what I believe he was saying? You can't see Jesus yet. That's for another people. That's for another time. And the work I'm going to do in them is so marvelous and miraculous They will be able to look directly in the face of the glory. And it won't consume them. It won't kill them. It'll strengthen them. It's in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, that's verse 6. What's verse 7 say? We have this treasure in earthen vessels. What treasure? Come on, help me out. What treasure? The glory. The glory is the treasure that has been put into the earthen vessel, right? So it's not about this vessel. Dress this thing up, work this thing out, diet it, nip it, tuck it, paint it, whatever you want to do. But the excellence of the power is not in and of this vessel. It's the treasure in it. What happens if you start pressing with intensifying pressure a cheap clay pot from every side and every angle and it's pressure all day in front of you and it's pressure all day from behind, it's pressure all day to your left and to your right, it's pressure from every direction. That cheap clay pot will be crushed unless unless there's something in it that's pushing back. Unless there's something in it that's resisting that pressure. Yeah. Tim, hand me those. I noticed this one time, several times. Sarah and I, when we were traveling and ministering in other churches, we had this routine. We'd, we were flying our own airplane at the time and we would drive out to the airport and we'd get on the airplane. And the pilots would always have a couple of water bottles sitting right there. And I got into this habit where we'd get on the plane there in Texas and I'd open one of the bottles and drink it like in one gulp kind of thing. I don't know why I did that, but it was just this habit I got into. And then this other one would sit closed and full right next to it. Same bottles, had the same wrappers on them, made of the same stuff. But what happens when you fly, you take off... And depending on where you're taking off from, you can be as low as sea level. Uh, Where we were in Texas, our elevation was about 750 feet. Where we are here right now is about 7,500 feet. So in Texas, we're much closer to sea level. And the lower you are, the greater the air pressure is around you. At sea level, air is pressing against your body at 14 pounds per square inch. Now you don't realize it cause you're used to it, but that's how much pressure is around you on, on the entire surface of your body, 14 pounds of pressure per square inch. But the higher you go, the less the pressure. I said, the higher you go, <laughs> the less the pressure. And like I said, I'd take this, I'd drink this, uh, open this up and drink this. And it was usually, maybe not all in one sitting, but as you take off and you climb out, I'm working on this this bottle of water. And usually by the time we hit altitude, it's gone. Now, when an airplane pressurizes, they typically pressurize to around 6,000 feet, which is why when you come down out of that pressure, and you enter into that lower pressure again, you've noticed your ears try to equalize. It's because the pressure and the air inside your body was the air that was in there when you took off a greater pressure, right? So when you come back down into it, it's trying to escape out of it. Well, these bottles are a good example of that. When I drink this and I'm up at altitude and I finish it and I put the lid back on it. I noticed that every time we'd come back down into that higher pressure without me doing anything, this bottle just sitting right there next to me would start to crumple and crush all on its own. Has anybody ever seen this happen before on an airplane? If you're on an airplane sometime, just do a little experiment. It may not work quite as well if you're coming from this high altitude, but if you're like Florida or Louisiana or Texas and you're down there low, watch as you come back in and without touching that bottle, it begins to collapse all on its own. Why is that? Well, because when we got up there where the pressure was less, there's a less dense pressure on the inside of it. When you come back down where the pressure is more, it's pressing against it. And that's why it's being crushed. But I noticed that that bottle sitting right next to it that was full and stayed full the entire time, Same stuff, made out of the same materials. In other words, nothing special about the bottle. But it was totally sustained and kept its shape the entire time. Why? Because water is heavier than air. I could say it to you like this. Greater is what's in it then what's against it? Now does it make sense to you? What kept this thing from being crushed? It went through the exact same pressure and all the pressure changes that this one went through. What kept it from being crushed? I mean, this thing went through it and you'd never even know. It went through that same pressure. And all those changes, and you'd never know. It kept its shape perfectly. How can you have two of the same earthen vessels go through the same amount of pressure, pressing in on them, and one be crushed and one be completely kept and sustained, one not crushed? How? Something's got to be inside. Something greater has to be in it. Something greater than what's against it. We have this treasure where it's in the vessel. It's what's been put inside of us. And that's why you could take two people and put them through the same pressure, the same financial pressure, the same marital pressure, huh? the same pressure at work, the same pressure at school, the same pressure in their ministry or whatever it is they do. And one come out crushed and one come out looking like, Nothing ever even happened. One come out not even smelling like smoke. How does that happen? Well, greater, or you could say heavier, weightier, is what's in this one than the pressure that was against it. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world weightier is the glory that is in you than the pressure that's against you. Is this helping? Thank you, Lord. Right there where we are in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, listen to what he says just a few verses after we're pressed but not crushed. Notice what he says in verse 16. We don't lose heart. Even though the outward man, or you could say the earthen vessel, is perishing, the inward man, what's going on inside the vessel, is being renewed day by day for our light affliction. Light. It doesn't weigh anything. It's light. Now these words are relative, aren't they? You can have a light book or a light object, but you could also have a light airplane. Well, what makes that airplane light? It weighs tons and tons and tons. It's light in comparison to a heavy one. And that's what you need to realize and start doing when it comes to the pressure that's on you. It may look and feel heavy, but you got to learn to call it light. He, he says this pressure that we're under is a light affliction, which is but for a moment, and it's working for us a far more exceeding and what? Eternal weight of glory. This pressure, I'm not pretending it doesn't exist. Huh? I'm not saying it's not coming. Hey, you, don't, you know this, the pressure's on. You don't even need me to tell you that, do you? The pressure is on. But what you may not know, but you will today, is that that pressure is light and momentary compared to this exceeding and eternal weight of glory that's on the inside of you. And we do not look at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal, the fire and the glory. This is what we're going to spend our time talking about over the next several weeks. And we're going to meditate on it and we're going to talk about it and we are going to prepare for the glory and we are going to expect the glory and we are going to consecrate and dedicate ourselves as we prepare to receive the manifestation of the glory of God. And this moment and the mark on this calendar that you and I are pressing towards right now is not arbitrary. It's not tradition. It's not religion. It's a moment that we are preparing for. And I fully expect to see and experience a greater degree of the glory of God than we ever have before. This is the mystery that God willed to make known. What is Christ in you? The hope of glory. The expectation of that glory. Anybody else stirred up about this a little bit? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Stand on your feet with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Somebody say thank you for the glory. I want you just to let the Spirit of God begin to work in you right now. Go ahead. And begin to create in you an image of what's already on the inside. It's sad to me that you could take a believer, a Christian person, and they go through the pressure of a downturned economy. They go through the pressure at home or work. And they just crumble and crush under the weight of it. And you just want to grab them and say, listen, no, you, you don't know, you don't realize there's something greater on the inside. There's something greater and you're not going to be sustained by something from the outside. You'll be sustained and kept by what's in you. And people don't know and recognize near enough, ourselves included, the greatness, the brightness and the weight of that glory that's on the inside. We have gone from glory to glory. And the same God who caused the light to shine out of darkness has shown in your heart to give you the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, and he put that treasure inside your earthen vessel. That's why you can be pressed but not crushed. That's why you can be persecuted but not abandoned. You can be perplexed but not in despair. You can be struck down but not destroyed. Why? What's keeping you? What's sustaining you? It's the glory. It's the glory. It's the glory. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world lift up your hands and worship the Lord thank you father thank you father I think you and I have to come to the place where we're no longer content to look at God through the cloud and it's easy to do because even though there was still that veil between him and Moses I mean what he saw was good and what he saw was It's so saturated him, And it would be so easy to come to a place where you say, well, that must be it. That must be everything. I'm telling you, there's more. There's more. Somebody say it. There's more. There's more. But you have to come to the place where you, like Moses, are saying, I'm done looking through this cloud. I'm done looking with a veil over my face. I'm done looking with a veil over my heart. You said I could have it. You said I could see it. I want to see it. And this is where we're going in the coming weeks. Jesus said, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television Broadcast, the Legacy Letter Magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.